bless it, as my grandfather would say. Maybe that, that might be the wrong side. Yeah, look, this, but it looks like it should work. It's got a simple lever. Here we go. There we go. <laughs> almost, almost. You guys, maybe this shouldn't be my job. <laughs> Well, we always kind of- you just enjoy watching me fail. <laughs> <laughs> I do too. <laughs> Happy birthday, Julie. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Lord. This is. Oh, oh okay. God. So that's pretty good. I think you might have picked up the one defective bottle opener in the. <laughs> I'll remember that for next time. <laughs> it's a decoy, it's a trap. And in, in this moment, I deserve a You guys, you guys, me. you guys. That wasn't even the bit. <laughs> That's the, oh, the best. Hey, speaking of the bit. Yeah. Julie, mm-hmm. what are some road trip movies where it's just some ladies hitting the road? Well, Dumb and Louise. Yeah, but they die. Yeah, but okay. they do hit the road. So what about... And they kill a lot of dudes. They do. No, they kill a couple of dudes. So uh, what about um, the classic Britney Spears film, <laughs> Crossroads? That is also a female-driven road mo- road movie. Okay, what driven. else? Huh. What else? Um, I... We thought about this earlier, and I just str- I couldn't come up with anything. Well, we had Gypsy. Oh yeah, this won't be the first time we mentioned Gypsy in this episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that makes me really sad. It makes me sad too because there's an entire genre of buddy comedies being out on the road. I know. And yeah. why don't we have more? Like road trip. Yeah, with ladies. I think we should, in the spirit of what Hollywood does make an arbitrary remake of something in our own minds okay. so what's a what's a dude road trip movie we could remake uh any which way but Liz. <laughs> no i'm sorry that's an orangutan that doesn't count um tommy boy okay all right mm-hmm. so who who would be in our tommy boy remake well i mean it feels a little bit too on the nose to say melissa mccarthy oh I'm down with that. I know, but boy, doesn't that just seem like too perfect? Like what about, too- well, if we want to throw a little wrench in there, what about Leslie Jones? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> that That's very funny. Leslie Jones and Kate McKinnon? That, uh, yeah. I'm into that. Yeah, okay. I would really watch that. that. Kate what McKinnon, about- Kate, you know who would actually be better at that David Spade part than Kate McKinnon, oh. even though she would kill it? Um, uh, Kristen Wiig. I think she would be better at that weird, like, uh, restrained anger th- that David Spade is really good at. What about what's the name of the one on SNL who plays all the quiet, nice ones? She's like the Katie Bryant. No, not Katie Bryant. Oh, um, she's um, she's not Cecily Strong. She's the one who isn't Cecily Strong. Nassim Padrad. She's no. not on there anymore. Um. Oh, um, reddish hair, kind yes. of auburn hair, big brown eyes. Yes. Oh, God, what is her name? Vanessa Bayer. Yes, Vanessa Bayer. Nice oh, pole. nice. Nice pole. <laughs> um, I'm going to throw out an alternate here. Mm-hmm. What about, what about Lottie Rubik <laughs> and Annette Badland? Ooh. Ooh. I really like that, too, because that's multi-generational, <laughs> right? So Annette Badland would be Chris Farley, obviously. Or wait, would Annette Badland be better served playing Chris Farley's father that was a ri- the role originated by Brian Dennehy. Yes, that's great. So Annette Bad- so then who if if Lottie Verbeek is David Spade. Okay. Oh. Man. I could just sit here and think about that all day. I know. I don't know. What if it's Lottie Verbeek and Lottie Verbeek? <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
Print. Send it to print. Great. That's, okay. Let's make that film. So, hey, I'm Allison. I'm Julie. And that's Janine. Hey. Uh, and this is Podlander Drunkcast and Outlander Podcast. Uh, we are today talking about what, Julie? Outlander Season 1, Episode 14, The Surge. The Surge. <laughs> uh, Janine's making producer face at me. Am I too close? Too no, far? You're, you're, you're good. Okay. You're, you're good. good. You're good. I just, She's making producer face. I'm, just, I, I, I'm not drinking today, so I'm, uh, I'm just hyper weird. <laughs> <laughs> I think that says really healthy things about all of us. Um, so, you know, the funny thing is, this episode, like the last one, Julie and I both went into it thinking, God, that's such a good episode. Mm. And then we remembered that it's actually half of a good episode and half of a episode. Mm-hmm. Except for this one just should have been a good episode all the way through. This is an episode, like so many action films, that got tanked by too many montages. Yeah, there were too, there was too many montages in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah. It's like Speed 2 Cruise Control. <laughs> I couldn't even get through that. I mean, way. the modern classic, Speed 2 Cruise Control. Cruise Control. Get it? Because they're on a cruise. Mm-hmm. But it's speed. And it's a boat, right? But that has to go that fast? Yes. Oh, right? my See, God. Who made that movie? Two. Our, our Tommy cruise. Boy could definitely get made. You think so? Lot of your beak and. Lot of your beak. Your beak. Yes. We could also do, like, Melissa McCarthy and Melissa McCarthy. That might be more interesting. That is interesting. It has been a while since there's been a double casting like that. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. if they were twins or so. Well, Tom Hardy did it just recently, but That's that was true. a dramatic piece. Oh, anyway. Lindsay me, Lohan Patty. and <laughs> Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so the little button at the beginning of the show is a marionette setup, and it is a woman in white surrounded by tiny paper mache dick rocks, and then these little fairies, and then poof. The little lady in white disappears. Hmm. Who's that? It's Lottie Verbeek. (laughs) (laughs) And the puff of white is the smoke in which she's burned. Yeah, that's her pyre. Yeah. Anyway, so it's like Claire. It's the story of Claire, weirdly, being told, well, or the story of that song that Gordon Lightfoot sang back at the gathering. (laughs) About the woman that touches the dick rock and disappears. The old folk tale. So that's how we open is with that little guy. So it's also performance. It is. But this time someone else has disappeared. Mm -hmm. Who's disappeared? Jamie. I'll give you a clue. He's got a six pack and a Cornish game handbag. Cheers to the listener who shared a photo in the grocery store of a six pack of Cornish game hens and sent it to us. Because it made me laugh really hard. Game hen. Cornish game hen and a six pack. Yeah, it's Jamie in the front and Jamie in the back. (laughs) It was just great. Um, so, it, so the episode picks up pretty much right where the last one left off. Poor mm-hmm. Ian's got a, he's he's down a peg leg, mm-hmm. and he's up a sling. He really wants to go with them, but Claire just doesn't have time for this. And she actually looks at him and goes, "You're missing a leg." <laughs> like she just cuts straight to the chase. Well, you're missing your leg your because leg. his peg leg. Mm-hmm. But because I always interpreted it that way too, and I was like. God damn, Claire, that is really cold. And then I watched it today and I went, oh, she means because he lost his peg leg. Oh, yeah. No. It's mm-hmm. not like you're an invalid motherfucker. It's <laughs> like, I know it's not supposed to be that way, but the delivery, because she's you're missing your leg. Because she's plant potatoes. Because she just has no time for this shit. She's got to get, she's got to go find Jamie. You're missing your leg. And one of the things I love about that scene is the whole time Claire is like a little, understandably, storm and dronging it, mm-hmm. right? Like she's very upset and she's on a mission and she just like can't deal with Ian saying he's going to come when obviously he's not and Ian is so helpless and everyone is so upset. And Jenny is just marching around, like putting shit away, giving instructions, getting things packed, finding her gun, just like. Plural. Yes. One in the front and one, one in, in the, the back. back. Just getting her, just getting everything ready. 
for so the that trip. she can take care of TCB. Yeah. And I never even put this together. I mean, obviously, we're told about it. She just had a baby. But can you imagine riding a horse literally hours after squeezing a human being out of your vagina? No. Yeah, well, well she doesn't. Because first, I can't imagine squeezing a human being out of my vagina. Nope, it's very hard to imagine. Second, it's actually a little hard for me to imagine riding a horse because it's been a really long time, and mm-hmm. I was never a horse girl. Mm-mm. You were, weren't you? No, 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 You no, weren't? No. Janine, were you a horse girl? Uh, I, I did ride horses in Boy Scouts. Oh, yeah. but did you like do things like draw pictures of horses and have posters of horses? Or in did your you read bedroom? books about lots of books? Did about you read horses? books about horses? No. Okay, uh, then you were not a horse girl. I was not Every a horse child girl. is one, either a horse girl or deliberately not a horse girl. It's a gender neutral term. It just sounds. Like, oh sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. I was never a black beauty person. No, my my best friend in second grade was one thousand percent horse girl. Yeah, mm-hmm. not me. Anyway, I, I did like the horse whisper. Mm. Oh yeah, Buck. Yeah, that yeah. M- that documentary is actually quite good. If anyone's interested, if you're into horses, like if you're a horse girl, you know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Claire, who's a horse girl? Um, <laughs> you know what? She could. She, she might be a horse girl. A little bit. Um, and she gets ready to leave, and then Jenny just comes marching out with, with her stuff, probably all, like, stuffed up. Oh, yeah. She's probably just got a whole bunch of cotton linen rags just and shit like a just bunch of stuff. shoved up into just, her business. Just taking care of TCB. Mm-hmm. Gotta go. Taking care of the TCB business? I don't know. I can't. I'm trying to add the number appropriate number of T's, C's, and B's into the T, T, C, B, C, B. Um, so they she comes out and she's like, and Claire's like, what? What do you think y'all doing? Jenny's like, well, you don't know shit about shit, so uh, let's go. Like maybe I should go with you, and maybe you need these you've guns. Because you got like checking map, a <laughs> map, and cryface, and that's all you have going for you right now. <laughs> yeah. So maybe I, me, and my guns should come with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, I know how to track dudes in the woods like she we're gonna get to that because i have several comments about her tracking abilities oh yeah so they leave lollybrock just the two of them just the two of us we can make it if they try so they leave just the two ladies riding off into the woods and isn't this grand and every time i just think you're like coconuts and every time jenny's like there's one scene where you see her actually going down a steep hill on the horse and you can see on her face that it's no boy no plus her boobs are gonna be hurting oh yeah no that comes up so they um head out into the woods and there's a little bit kind of of mini scottish porn just a little bit of them riding through beautiful they cross a lovely silver spring yeah they just they go right on through um at one point they sit down is this where are we at the cook fire are we at the learning how to how she learned how to track dudes um they oh no because they find the dead bodies first well they're riding through the woods and the first thing she finds is a fucking turd (laughs) she picks it up and she's like someone's close someone was still warm someone was here no it's still warm as later oh that's another turd she gets her hand up in some turds in this episode jenny don't give a fuck Uh, jenny's pretty much everything have to do with bairns is annoying (laughs) yeah exactly i mean well she's she has she's had her hands fucking elbow deep in shit for forever she's had kids so she's brothers and horses she's a horse girl she looked up and she saw the birds dead bodies and she's like we're getting close to the ambush site if the bodies are still there. Oh, there they are. Bodies are still there. Being eaten by birds. Yeah. You guys, birds are scary. They really are. They're That's, like little sharp, beaky dinosaurs. There were 
there were two things two things in movies that scared me as a kid no three one wasn't my fault well i mean i guess none of them were my fault but one was i had an aunt who showed me cujo when i was like five mm-hmm. um because she thought it was a dog movie. So dogs were out? I was a dog girl. I was not a horse girl. <laughs> so Cujo just killed that? Well, no, I love dogs. Okay. But I was watching this movie that I shouldn't have been watching, and the little kid is fucking dying of rabies, and all of a sudden I hear this, like, thump, 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 thump. And I was like, what the fuck is it? And it was my aunt's completely harmless dog. In her sleep, her tail was just thumping, and I just screamed and ran out of the room. That's one. Two is the scene in E.T. where he ends up in the... And they incubate the house. Oh my god! Oh, Me too. Yeah, dude. Me too. And he's running and terrified, yeah. and Elliot's terrified. And, like and all the scientists are in the big hazmat suits. I fucking yeah. hated that. I'm shit. pretty sure that's why I still hate to go to the doctor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I really do. Do you have any idea how many times I've been to the doctor this year? Way too many. I think that's probably why I'm having some issues. Because <laughs> uh, it just really fucks me up. But three was the birds. The birds is fucking terrifying. Isn't it? Isn't it Jessica Tandy's character that she comes in and she's leaning up against the wall and her eyes are out because the birds. That's where they go. They for, fucking go straight for your eyeballs. Well, because they're they're like juicy jelly beans. Yeah, and so that's what we see here. Is I think it was bad choices, Billy Connolly. Yeah. Or halitosis. I can't remember which guy it was. <laughs> Jenny turns him over mm, or like goes up to him because he's laying on his back and there is a bird, a crow. Just um, glad. Just. Oh God, this is delicious. Eating those eyeballs Ooh. right out of his skull. Oh, and he's all I, bloody I think and that gross. He might, I think that he might have had an astigmatism. Yeah. Mm, these are good. Mm, yum, yum. So she shoes the crow away mm. and she's like, well, here they all are. They're all dead. And we're like, oh, you know what? I'm not sad. I'm not going to pour one out for the watch. I might pour one out slightly for towel, but it turns out we'll get to towel. We'll get to towel. Um, <laughs> uh, what did I say? Dead watch. Jenny says some words. Birds, crows, eating their eyes. <laughs> well, you know what, Julie? Where they're going, they don't need us. They'd, oh, my God. How dare you bring up Event Horizon? <laughs> <laughs> Jenny finds the tracks from the scene of the crime she finds the tracks that lead out with the wagon and then i'm like what can't this bitch do well i mean because yes she's amazing but on the other hand probably easy to find a track for a for a big heavy wagon carrying a big heavy dude a big heavy dude with a six pack in the front and a cornish game man in the back (laughs) right like probably pretty easy to find Mm -hmm. so she finds that and then they're riding through the woods following the tracks and this is the moment that i love so much in this episode she Jenny rides into the frame and she's like, "Oh, I'm bursting!" And she gets off the horse and you think she's gonna piss. So Claire gets off and starts to take a piss. Nah, no, no, no. That's not what Jenny is doing. Jenny has to milk herself. Jenny fucking milks herself into a cup. She she takes down her bodice, whips out, pulls out what is presumably a play-doh covered bag of half and half. Yeah, how did they do this? Squeezes it into a cup. It looks incredibly real I do, it's like I the pregnancy belly from season two i don't know how they did it it's nuts i hope that this was like a day when there weren't that many people on set and they knew it was going to be really intense so instead of filling the bag with half and half they filled it with like pre-made white russians and then had everybody take a shot after it got squeezed out <laughs> right <laughs> like i hope i hope that they were whenever they molded i have no fucking idea how they did it Maybe i don't know it's how just they did cgi it. it really looks like her fucking boob it looks like she's milking her and claire's like i didn't know the milk came in that fast and jenny's like does for me <laughs> baby's just got to get his mouth on it boom oh i don't think it was the milk coming in that fast i think it was the milk coming 
out, out that, that fast. Mm-hmm. Like this person I grew up with used to say that uh, her favorite thing was to pee fast and hard so the fumes rise up. <laughs> And it was like that. You know how sometimes you pee and it's like, <laughs> right? It was like that. It was like it was the it was the boob milking version of that. Hashtag woman's secret. That's the best way to pee after sex, because you got to get out all those oh, yeah. germies that might give you the old dreaded UTI. Uh, <laughs> Piss so you. fast and hard. Crazy ex girlfriend got re- renewed for season three today. The reason I bring this up is there is a song in first. Se- I don't. How many times do I have to tell you people to fucking watch Crazy Ex Girlfriend? Um, uh, <laughs> got, it got renewed today despite being the lowest rated show in network television Which because is it's that really good. Sad, um, sad. And there's a song in season one where a character gets a UTI and as a result of too much fucking and not enough peeing mm-hmm. and uh the male character who's the cause of said uti sings Fuck. a whole song about um how he how proud he <laughs> that is was giving his. her a uti i made that <laughs> yeah it's really funny anyway i am not gonna forget pee so fast and hard the fumes. <laughs> <laughs> I really love to pee so fast that the fumes rise up. Yeah. I can't even remember which of my child. It might have been me. It might have been my imaginary friend Towel. You I, know, I feel like this is like, this is ripe for a uh, hashtag. Rise up, rise up. <laughs> uh, it's gonna that'll get us all mixed up with Hamilton tweets. Oh yeah, don't want to. Oh, do but that. that's kind of fun. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be all those Hamilton fans will be very confused. They'll, They'll be, be like, like, "What? what? Are you about? Why is the urine? When you're peeing on your knees, it rises up." <laughs> Tell your brother that it's got to rise up. Tell your sister to peace. One <laughs> <laughs> of these copies going to rise up. Oh, man. Um, I had too many beers and it rises up. <laughs> I could keep going. <laughs> anyway. So an incredible feat of makeup or however they did it. Yeah, it's great. Jenny Murray straight up milks herself and then in into a tankard and then just boop throws the milk away because nobody needs that right now puts her boobs away and they're talking a little bit and this is where she had the line with everything that has to do with Barron's is a nuisance almost and the way that Laura Donnelly did it was so perfect under delivered tiny little smile because this is a woman who loves children did we do a Laura Donnelly tweet thing last week we tried but it didn't really get off the ground it's okay. Mm-hmm. She's wonderful, though. Mm-hmm. At Laura Donnelly won. Didn't we talk about making it uh, Jenny, hashtag Jenny. From the Lally Brock? Because that was Kevin's nickname for her. <laughs> it was, I can't remember what it is. <laughs> oh, no, no. Wasn't it Along Comes Jenny? Hashtag and then Along Comes Jenny. Wasn't yeah. it hashtag Along Comes Jenny? It, it is now. Whether we did it or not, this week, your assignment, boys and girls, who am I kidding? Girls. girls. <laughs> is uh, to tweet at Laura Donnelly how great she is with the hashtag Along Comes Jenny. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so then, then it's the campfire, because I love that campfire scene. Um, I think they're still, yes. Where but did you learn to track about? First is this still warm. So they, they finish talking, and then this is where Claire says that she hopes to talk to Lord Fopass, whatever his name was, General Thomas, Brigadier. That Badoon. sounds more like a prayer than a plan. Yeah. And you're oh, like, sweet. Mm, bet that's not going to happen. And then we see a fresh one out on the trail. Ginny gets down, puts her hand in it, mushes it around, smells it, and then licks it a little she bit. She doesn't. And she says, it's still warm. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh, somebody pooped so fast and hard that the fumes rise. <laughs> yeah, oh. a horse. A horse. Yeah. 
Um, they do pee hard and fast enough for the fumes to rise up. It's true. See, I knew you were a horse girl. No. I mean, have you ever seen a horse pee? It's impressive. Uh, no, because I'm not a fucking horse girl. <laughs> like on a documentary about horses? Wait a minute. I think <laughs> I think maybe I'm digging my own brain. <laughs> Ken burns horses. All right. That's so, you. oh God. <laughs> so, she's like, still warm. And then she takes her guns out and hands one to Claire. Because that means that somebody is actually really close. Like, a horse just turned in right there. Um, and then they come up over a little crest, and they come upon a tiny little camp of redcoats, and they see a wagon. Who's inside the wagon? Towel. Towel. Towel is still alive. A little damp. Yeah. He looks a little used. Maybe moldy. Probably smells a little funny. He could probably use a good laundry. Uh-huh. Oh, he always could. Yes. Uh, so he's alive, but but still kind of bristly, like a like a like a nice mix between soft and abrasive. Mm-hmm. And is he plush or is he more like a thin towel that really? I I prefer a thin towel. Me too. Yeah, I think he is a little bit more like a thin towel. He is a, he he's not a thin towel, but he has the essence of a thin towel. The essence of thin towel. All right. Kind of scratchy. A little, yes. oh, I like a scratchy. I like it. It's a little, um, it, like she said, abrasive, but it's also exfoliating. You know? Yeah, okay. but also still soft. Yeah, it's still a towel. It'll, it'll, it's towel. Yeah. So <laughs> we see towel, and we look to the right, we look to the left, but we don't see Jamie. Nope. Mm-hmm. So they're like, where the fuck is Jamie? And they're looking at all these red coats, and then one of them gets handed a dispatch to ride and take a message to no, someone. No, we skip that campfire, because that happens... Doesn't it? Don't they have a campfire before mm. the dude shows? Yes, the campfire the night before. I'm sorry, you're right. Yes. So they, so they have this lovely conversation where Clara's like, where did you learn to track a man? I got to say, Katrina, who is probably right now losing a Golden Globe that she should tie for. It's Carrie Russell's nominated this year, mm-hmm. man. Um, it's tough. That's tough. Yeah. Anyway, um, she should tie for. Let's say mm-hmm. tie for. But she uh, uh, is, you know, wonderful in this episode, as in all episodes. But just in this episode, her accent's a little. Does it go out? <laughs> is it because she's around a real Do strong Scott? Do for me. Plant potatoes. <laughs> Is it because she's we'll Irish there. and she said potatoes? <laughs> no, she, she got triggered. She couldn't even help it. <laughs> yep. uh, where did you learn to track a man? And Jenny has this whole conversation about how, like, um, when she was young, before they went to France. So, like, say, like, the... Oh, no, mm, no, 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 no. It is after... With Murtaugh. Okay, we'll get there. after Murtaugh shows okay. up. Anyway, so... Uh, they follow the they guy. They follow the dude. Dispatch dude. And then Jenny has this excellent plan. Hashtag woman secret. <laughs> All you gotta do is throw yourself in front of a horse and faint. <gasps> and that guy and is goes, gonna get down off the horse. God, fuck that. And he's gonna be like, are you okay? And then you look him right in the face and you pull a gun at his face. And then you have your bitch, your side bitch over to the side, come out and have another gun. Side bitch first. Gun, gun. Gun, gun. And then oh, he's like... Right. Oh, oh man, not again! <laughs> did he did he use the Jurassic Park line, uh, "Clever girl"? No, no, no. He's too scared. Oh, okay. No, no. So, so women can't be clever. Yeah, oh. uh, it's a uh, horse. It's yeah. dumb horse is what he thinks. Yeah. So they get they tie him to a log. <laughs> And they're asking him questions about where Jamie is, and he's refusing to answer or doesn't know or whatever. And Claire has pointed a gun at his face, and she's just try- she's playing the good cop. She's trying to tr- Although, really get the answers out of this is like 
you know how most of the time you watch a good cop, bad cop, and it's obvious that they've sort of planned like one's mm-hmm. on the one is going to be the one who's on your side, and the other one is going to be the crazy yeah, one. No, they didn't plan this. No, they didn't plan this at all. It's a little bit like that scene in The Heat where Sandra Bullock thinks she's just going to interview the dude, and then Melissa McCarthy comes up and sticks a gun in his nut <laughs> and says, "I'm going to shoot your dick off." <laughs> and Sandra Bullock is like, "Honestly, the good cop," because she's like, "I don't know what she's going to do. I don't know what she's going to do. Just tell her. Just tell her. Please just tell." Her. It's like that because Claire's like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." We say what? now say you're putting that burning rod on his feet now mm-hmm. i'm sorry i'm sorry you're gonna smoke his balls now come on please just tell her i don't want to smell that who yeah. wants to smell that and he well he doesn't do himself any fucking favors because no, he, he says shit like i'll ne- not let harlots talk to me this way and it's like dude you are fucking tied up this woman has a branding iron that she's about to put on you why the fuck would you be using that language and just because you want to fuck them doesn't mean they're harlots yeah so she burns the shit out of his feet. Jenny Murray, hard as fuck. Just straight up burns his feet. Just and he still doesn't tell him anything. But mm-hmm. he mentioned that he's like, oh, you can't, I can't tell you anything. I'm only a courier. Mm-hmm. And then, and Claire's like, oh, wait, but wait, but wait, 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 wait. If he's a courier, that means he's got mail. <laughs> <laughs> so she goes over to his satchel. Saddlebag. Saddlebag. I am a fucking horse girl. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you learn things about yourself and you're not proud. <laughs> she goes over and she's like, shh, peanut, shh, be quiet. Here's a nice carrot. Then she goes into the saddlebags and pulls out the dispatch that he was sent to to bring. And as it turns out, Jamie done run off. Mm-hmm. Jamie escaped. And they're, they don't have time to chase him down because they got to bring towel mm-hmm. to the prison. Mm-hmm. So they're going to tell the people at Wentworth to go look for him. Yeah. Or no, not Wentworth, at the other castle, the place they were before. Was it Fort William? The place they... Man, Fort what William, is? maybe. Anyway, what somebody is? else. So, hey, They're like, keep oh, your eye out for an enormously tall and incredibly strapping redhead with a fucking fucked and up And Jenny back. is like, oh, well, if they never get this, I guess they won't be looking. Rip, 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 rip. Throws it in the fire. And Claire's like, great, that's handled. And she goes to her saddlebag, mm-hmm. and she's like, buttercup, shh, here's some carrots. <laughs> And then gets out her little tiny medicine kit. Not the big mm-hmm. one. The tiny mm-hmm. one. Uh, and Jenny's like, what? what the fuck are you doing? She's like, well, I'm going to fix his feet. No. And Jenny's like, Claire, we uh, we have to kill this dude. He knows too much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Claire's like, uh, no. She's like, well, yeah. <laughs> He'll come to out. Like, what, the, what are you thinking? And you can see that Claire is really upset by it. And it creates this tension where Jenny thinks that Claire is judging her. Um, and it, you may be my brother's wife, but I'll not be judged by you. Yeah, and eventually they—we may as well do this now. They have a like a lovely reconciliation conversation where Claire's like, "I wasn't judging you. I was just coming to terms with the fact that like I would kill him. I would kill him, and I would have to kill him because I need to protect you all, and I need to find Jamie. Mm-hmm. And I just I like that's not an easy thing, and it's mm-hmm. a really nice. So they're fighting it out over here by Buttercup. And then all of a sudden, and, the, and then all of a sudden, the horses get kind of spooked. They and, get a little, uh, and Claire's like, "Here, I have a sugar cube, I have a sugar cube." And then you hear, <laughs> and then you turn around, and, and there's some, a, and there's a, there's a, a bright beam of light, <laughs> and it's so shining refreshing. from behind a, a mysterious figure, and it's like sparkly. And all of a sudden, the world feels like a slightly happier, warmer place, and mm-hmm. you feel safe, and kind of turned on. <laughs> And definitely more interested in what's happening. And then the backlight goes away. 
and it's the fucking Pamplemousse. Thank God. And this is the episode that created the, pa- the Pamplemousse, yes, right? Like, Myrta has been good the whole series, because Duncan LaCroix, 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 whatever, whatever, is really good. But this is the one. Mm-hmm. This is the episode. For where, good or ill. This is the one where Myrta becomes Myrta. Mm-hmm. Myrta becomes the, like, determined passionate quiet kind scary curmudgeonly totally fuckable wonder that he is mm-hmm. um so he kills the dude so he just kills him <laughs> and then he pulls his knife out and was wiping it off and is like next time don't leave so many fucking tracks i followed you clear as day until i heard the screaming yeah and you gotta think that at that moment jenny was like oh yeah <laughs> I I got so busy tracking that I forgot not oh, to leave well, them. Fuck. I guess we should have thought about and that. And also, you know, she just tossed her milk all over trees. Do you think that there are just like leaves out there dripping with milk? No, I think that the woods are filled with rejected fairy babies. Seriously. I am not taking one <laughs> all over the trees. Just a bunch of babies that were born with a cough being like, oh, thank God. Thank God. Jesus. I've been living off of dirty rainwater. <laughs> and then that baby dies anyway. Yes, and then the baby dies. Oh. That's life. All right, so Marta has joined the party. This means that oh, man. <clears throat> Jenny can go home now. And you guys? They spend a little time together first. Mm-hmm. They have a little campfire. Yeah, that's when she they talks about nice bedeviling chat. their supper. Jay, uh, uh, Marta's like, you two are natural outlaws. And he he swings like a big dead animal in their faces. He's like, dinner. And he holds it out like one of them is going to clean it for him. And they're both like, bitch, nope. no. And then Marta and he has goes, to clean that chicken. Fine. Someone is gonna love me someday, and it just—it's <laughs> great. This is also the the campfire that you were talking about, yes. where she talks so about have, how she used to fuck she, with her food. Jenny is talking about how the reason she learned is because when uh, Jamie and Ian came back from France or something, some part in their lives when they were at like, say, like the edge of seventeen, they uh, all learned how to track because Jamie's or Jenny said that she would either keep talking something something there's something or bedevil their di- bedevil dinners. their dinners and then she just picks up a little bug and she's like like I'd put this in there Claire goes bedevil their dinners and Claire you know exactly what fucking you meant you know that she meant she was gonna spit in it or put something in it a hockaloogie in it right mm-hmm. <laughs> like take a little pee in it fast and hard so the fumes rise up <laughs> I have a good bedeviling dinner story I will make it very brief okay I have it. worked in the restaurant industry for many years not anymore not anymore but I did R.I.P. and there was this place that I worked at in Fayetteville called Hugo's and we had a big pickle bucket that you would have to go back and refill from the enormous like five gallon pickle bucket one time this woman that uh, I worked there before me but this story was legend her ex-boyfriend came in (laughs) so she went back to the walk-in where the big five gallon pickle jug was pulled out a pickle spear pulled down her pants and wiped her ass with a pickle and then put it on his plate you guys it's real it fucking happens i just want you to know it don't be an asshole (laughs) the more you know yeah Dun, 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 dun. Uh-huh. Oh man! So Jenny, like anyone, maybe she, maybe Jenny wouldn't go that far. No. Well, plus those bugs are probably rich in iron. Mm-hmm. They look like bloodsuckers. Yeah, it did look a little fat. Right. It's a plump um, little bug. So they have a nice conversation about that, and uh, and then the next day, 
Um, Jenny's got to go her own way. She's got to go back to her She's baby. She's got to go home back to the baby. And we all are very sad. And just so that everybody knows this, it's only 21 minutes into this episode when that happens. But it's really good. That, that first whole... 21 minutes is incredible. There are still some really good things There's to come. still some good stuff, but there's also some incredible nonsense. So this is the moment I've been waiting for. So, um... So Claire is sad to see Jenny go because they've bonded and whatever, but she's got to get back to her baby, and so she can breastfeed, and um, because uh, she will miss his pretty face. I just had to get in one more. So, um, they're parting, and Claire has some voiceover about how she's feeling the burden of the prophet. And she stops and she says, "Jenny, when you get back to Lallybrock." do something for me. And Jenny goes, yeah, or whatever the fuck she said, whatever Scottish thing she says. That's like, what? Uh, and, and then Claire opens her mouth and out comes, plant potatoes. <laughs> it is true. She did go weirdly Irish on potatoes. Plant potatoes. Um, <laughs> before someone's after your lucky charms. Yeah. Um, and uh, Jenny is like, uh, potatoes aren't grown in the Highlands, and Claire's like, uh, but they will be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like Claire kind of just straight up tells Jenny weirdly, obliquely that she's from the future. Oh yeah, she's like, in two years there's going to be an incredible famine, well, and you need to be ready. What she says is, I mean, she tells her the future. Mm-hmm. Um, this is, I don't know if it'll be made more evident in the show, but is in the books that. Jenny interprets this as her being some sort of um, witch, mm-hmm. like white witch. Mm-hmm. Um, and that becomes a real big deal and a sticking point in their relationship later. Oh, re- it's, okay. It's really interesting. Wow. Anyway, um, but Jenny is like, Jamie told me you might tell me things. So yes, I will. And I'll Claire also tells her if they have any land that isn't profitable to sell it now mm-hmm. so that they can have the money. She's like, a war is coming. And there famine. will be slaughter and famine. Men will be hunted. Yeah. You have to be ready. And Jenny is like, okay and they have a great like sister hug it's a really good hug and Jenny has this line that's I actually like, wrote good hug yes it's a really good hug it's a good hug and think about and you know it meant boobs. a lot because her boobs it must have really hurt her boobs so she mm-hmm. really wanted to hug her mm-hmm. and probably halfway through the hug Claire was like oh that's moist <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm wet. Um, and then a bunch of little fairy babies. Oh my god! So so hungry. Oh god! Oh, back to Pete's dragon, and off they go. Um, but the, uh, the after they part, Jenny says something like, "I can leave knowing that you will do anything to get my brother back." Because they had this conversation about murder. Mm-hmm. Murder united them. Mm-hmm. And murder will divide them. That's not true. Not, <laughs> there's no that never it's happens. Pretty good though. Um, plant potato. <laughs> so now it's now it's the Pamplemousse and Claire show. Variety show. It it's truly actually is. Show. We're about to hit the road, and Pamplemousse is like, "Hey, we're not looking for Jamie. We want Jamie to look for us. Here's well, my fucking plan." Rightfully, and this is straight from the books. Um. So the whole the point is that if Jamie has escaped, the only way to make sure that he can find them, or to the only way to find him is to make sure he, that he can find them, because they can't go and search every cave, because he he'll be going from cave to cave, so they mm-hmm. can go from cave to cave. So <laughs> they have to be like. Luckily, he's got a pretty fucking distinctive wife. Mm-hmm. 
She's, you know, like a loudmouth harlot. Harlot. With an English accent. She's Mm -hmm. Sassanac. So, uh, at first, it's just that they go to from town to town and tell everybody that she's a healer because a lot of these people never saw a doctor in their entire lives you know these tiny small towns up in the highlands and so she'll there's a scene of her pulling what looks like a fucking two by four out of somebody's palm (laughs) like a splinter like this big and it's just kind of all part of a voiceover thing where she's talking about going and doing these things and then at night Murtaugh would like to get his little jig on (laughs) he likes to dance and so he would do a sword dance and it's not it's not very good, but he's very proud of it. Well, he thinks it's very good. Yeah, but it's not. Mar- so the so the whole racket is Claire is being a healer, healer and, and a fortune teller. Fortune teller, like she and reads palms. Marta and is bullshit. sword dancing and having fruit thrown at him, and it yeah. is like like an avalanche of fruit, like a landslide of fruit. It's all the fruit. I mean, aren't those people hungry? And also. How often do they see fruit? Maybe it's like potatoes. <laughs> Maybe it's more like just clods of dirt. Yeah. I really wish it was because them throwing actual. You food take at him. those unkind words about potatoes out of your horse girl mm, mouth. Potatoes. <laughs> so this works. This they keep doing this for a while, but it's not so great. And then one time they're in a town, and is who do they see that makes Murtaugh think of this? What's the what's the inciting incident that makes him come up with the Sassanac idea? Oh, well, that's Claire's idea. No, so for I, I want to skip this. And her mm-hmm. being a fortune teller, one of my favorite moments in this oh, episode, yeah. is she's sitting down with this woman, and it is both really funny and really sad. sad. She's telling this fortune. She's basically just doing exactly what Mrs. Graham does in the pilot. Mm-hmm. Like, this line means this, but this line is forked, which means you're going on a long journey, but you're going to stay put. And this line means you'll meet strangers, lots of strangers, like a lot large red-headed Red-headed, strapping highlander stranger have you seen anyone like that she goes no my husband is short fat and lazy (laughs) i think i'd remember if it is the journey i'm going to take with this tall strapping highlander man and claire gets real sad and then eventually she's like you live a long and happy life and the woman's like Mm. oh god and she goes "Mm, but your husband won't and the look on her face (laughs) the lady is very it's just wonderful (laughs) anyway so um, she's doing that from town to town so all the time also Murta gets very mad that she's fortune telling while he's dancing because he was distracting the audience (laughs) she's taking his thunder if you don't if you watch this episode there may be some of you out there who've been watching who just started with us with season one right like you haven't listened to or maybe even watched season two yet if you are, you may be a little perplexed why it is that we are so enraptured with Marta until this episode, and now you know why. <laughs> right? Like, watching him be so mad that Claire was telling fortunes during his completely average bordering on subpar dancing. It's not good. Ah, uh, he just, he thinks that she was distracting from his artistry. While people are actively throwing in the way, food at in him. In the way that only a confident straight white man in an open mic can. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, girl, why were you talking during my set of Jason Mraz covers? Why were you you talking during my spoken word? Why were you talking during my stand-up set? (laughs) Come on. I was telling jokes about boobs. Mm Mm-hmm. That kills. And then you had to distract them with your boob mouth. (laughs) 
Oh, so they, it's a puppet. It is the puppet show. No, because they go out and Claire is like, and it's not working. And mm-hmm. Claire's like, this isn't working. And this is never going to work. Marta's like, not with that attitude, it won't. Yeah. Like, literally, straight up quote from an inspirational poster. He's a kitten hanging on, hanging in there. Not with that attitude. Murta is a kitten that hangs in there. He is. (laughs) I will miss his happy face. (laughs) The kitten is like kind of a bobcat, though. Yeah, but like a slightly mangy one. Maybe a little bit mangy, but not too mangy. And also human, and you would lick him. Maybe, maybe, maybe mangy like Chris Cooper in Adaptation. Does anybody know what I'm saying there? Yes. Why would I but with him? more teeth? Yes, more that's. Teeth. I mean, that's a big difference. It is a big difference. It's but way like Chris Cooper in adaptation is like incredibly God, sexy. Why do I want to fuck him? I want to fuck him so Marta bad. Marta in Outlander is like, oh well, clearly I want to fuck him. But it's kind of the. But same. I've got to be prepared for how it might smell. I've got to be prepared for possible crabs lice lice are more likely than crabs i'm not sure that murtaugh's hitting it all that much he's devoted you're right he is devoted right he's like a knight he's a knight yes he's Mm -hmm. he's been he's been loving the same woman for many weary years we'll get there Mm -hmm. he's been afraid i can't do it (laughs) he's been afraid of what (laughs) of changing (laughs) because he's built his life life around around her. her you too <laughs> okay oh just wait there's more coming oh, yeah. so he says not with that attitude blah 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 and she's like you need to jazz up your number and he's like jazz <laughs> and i'm like and to her get, here here's a mistake there aren't that many moments where i think god outlander writers missed opportunity but they really missed an opportunity to have claire go yeah Jazz <laughs> with the hands. I hope you could hear my hands in that. Yeah, jazz. <laughs> so he's like, "What do you mean?" And she's like, "You need a better song." Yeah, and then she sings. He was a famous trumpet man from out Chicago way. He planted lots of potatoes and his something something. It's another. He was a top man at his craft, but then, then his, his number came up, up and he was gold with the draft. He's in the, in the army, army now, a blue and reveille. He's the boogie woogie bugle boy from <laughs> Company B. When she says boogie woogie, I want to shoot myself <laughs> in the face. Everybody knows it's it. boogie woogie. Well, Come she's on. boogie woogie. I mean, it's she's from Britain. <laughs> By way of Ireland. He takes everything out of Boogie Scotland. (laughs) (laughs) Boogie Wookie. So uh, then the writers did something interesting. And they found... So this is where we we get to the shit. None of this is in the book. There is no Claire and Murtaugh traveling variety show. Um, And I kind of love it. Mm -mm. I don't love this episode. Because I don't love the montages. There's but too I many love... montages, and they it feels like they missed an opportunity, really. Well, they missed an opportunity for <laughs> And also, I don't know, I just... <laughs> there, well, there it goes enough. on so long. I just, I would have watched Claire and Murta for so long. I just wish that it was more Claire and Murta. And less montage. And less, like, montage and less un- unnecessary voiceover for something we're watching. Mm-hmm. Like, I would watch a whole hour of Claire and Murta going from city to city and getting more and more hopeless as this thing doesn't work. As right? opposed to watching the performances in montages. Yes. yes. Like, I would watch, because that's what, the whole point that is that they get seats. more and more, yes. they get better and better at what they're doing, but more and more frustrated because it's not working. Mm-hmm. Um... 
and they start sort of spatting about it and and oh and, and just to be clear he dresses her up as a man calls her the sassanac pushes her on yes, stage because he hears the song yeah it's good to get back to this so he hears the song and he knows that like this is the way and they're gonna they're gonna go this way <laughs> What is this the joke that you were talking about earlier? It's not done yet. Oh my god. Well then keep going. Good grief. Oh it's still it's just it's gonna keep it's it's gonna keep coming. Um so they, they <laughs> okay, it's fine. I'm done. I'm. am I will get back to it. So they, uh, so they get ready. D- D- Murtaugh's like, uh, yeah, that was a jaunty tune, but you need a, you need Scottish, Scottish stuff. Yeah, this needs to be Scottish. I have a wee idea. And then he turns into Mama Rose. Mm-hmm. He puts her in a great costume. That is a really that, good costume. Like that waistcoat smells, is incredible. Oh, it stinks. But it is really cute and sassy and kind of hot. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's kind of hot, mm-hmm. but it really looks like it was maybe puked. On mm-hmm. um, definitely sweated in a lot. It's mm-hmm. like it's like Murta found somebody's gym clothes that happened to be like a juggler's outfit mm-hmm. and fit a woman. And he he puts Claire in this, and then he literally shoves her on stage, and she sings. She, she's very nervous and uncomfortable, but sings this song that he basically pieced together. That's the tune of Boogie Woogie Bugle Boy, and the lyrics of uh, a real song, real on. Bogey, I think is what it's called. Mm-hmm. It's an actual traditional Highland song. Oh, interesting. That they, that they like fuck up and piece together. Like Boogie Woogie is obviously not in that song, but it's real R E E L mm-hmm. on B O G I E. Is so the song. It's interesting because they do mention so many different locales, which is canny because you know how that works with music whenever somebody's like, Detroit! Yeah. Like, <laughs> yes. Motor City! Yeah. Like, any time that there's a rock song that calls out a city or what it's just it means that people will people from that city will Houston, Boston. Yeah. What's the third one? DC, San Antonio and the Liberty Bell. Houston, Austin, Oklahoma City, Seattle, San Francisco too. And then we get Detroit. Guys, if you don't know about our love for Huey Lewis in the news Part of rock and roll. Welcome. Do this for me. The next time you're at karaoke, just sing that one because nobody can sing that song badly because it is just too much fun and it's actually not that hard. All you have to do to make people scream like idiots is make sure you hit rock and roll is to beat it. So this is Murtaugh way back in 1743 figuring that formula out. So you know what? Kind of canny. Yeah. Also, it's basically a mashup. Mm-hmm. And then he goes full Mama Rose and literally pushes her on stage. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I don't want to perform anymore, Mama. <laughs> she's like, sing girl. No, I can't do sing. I, I, how would you do sing out Louise in a Scottish accent? Sang. Sang. Out the bars. I can't even do it. Oh, I can't even do it. Sang. I've got sing. That's all I about. No, I got sang. I got nothing. Uh, luckily, one person in the Allison, I've never seen Gypsy. We talked about this. I know. God damn it. You're very sad. Right We're going to do it. We're I'm going to watch, watch it. it. I want to watch Patty LuPone's. <sighs> we might have to watch like four of them, Julie. Oh, my God. Well, it's I would classic. like to see Ethel Merman's, it's too. It's maybe the best showcase for an American music theater, no, any music theater actress in the history mm-hmm. of music theater. Mama, you mean? Yes. The, belt, the belting role? Well, and it's not just a belting role. No. It's like, it's the fucking Lady Macbeth of musical theater. Oh, yeah. It's, oh, oh. I'll watch it. It's real good. Anyway, 
So montages of this happening uh, over and over again. Lots. While she gets better and better at also, it. Also, I want to do this one quote. Right before mm-hmm. he pushes her out on stage for the first time, he starts to say something to her in a Scottish accent that I can't understand. It's like when, it's like when people with Scottish accents come into the store I work in. I'm always like, huh? And it's not just because I'm distracted by their Scottishness. Because um, it's hard. But Claire obviously understands him and says, stop quoting the Bible. It doesn't suit you. And he's like, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> and then she gets out on stage and the like the gas lights hit her. Hilarious. <laughs> and she has this moment where she just looks out and there's all these drunk dudes, whatever. And she just goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> it's wonderful. And then commence montage. Which this is the stuff I, I could watch. Her singing and being uncomfortable forever. When they cut to like her singing over and over and over again, yeah. and all the towns and getting comfortable and all the money. And even the- one I could take, but we get like three of them. It's too much. It's, it's too much. Lot. And what I what you said earlier about them maybe making it more about the trip between the towns that would have been so much more interesting. Just like talking, I just want them to talk. Right. So instead, we get this montage of montages. What do you call a montage of montages? A montage, a montage. A metage. A metage. That sounds like frittage, though, and I am not into that. A montage. A montage. Anyway, there's... Montage square. is... A montague. No, montage is better. Montage. I'm going with that. Okay. So we just get montages upon montages. Ugh. And we find out through these montages that Claire is getting way more comfortable in her role but they're not getting any closer to finding Jamie but now they have money and then also we see that another troupe of performers has started following them there's like a real Lindsay Buckingham looking motherfucker He's got like pirate pants and a vest he is Uh, and and they're um, a band of gypsies yeah, which is what they were referred to in the show, and that's I'm sure that's oh God, it's just horrible. But so, whatever. So uh, eventually, you see him watching them a lot, and they this is never mentioned because it's not what they're doing it for. But they're like obviously raking in the dough, and then all of a sudden they're watching. They arrive in some town. They're watching somebody else do an act. Somebody else do a sword, sword dance, dance, and, and he's Myrtle. really good. He's really this good. This dancer is very good. Pissed. It's like this clodhop has no sense for the two, and he's weirdly dressed. A little bit like Murtaugh. See what's coming. And then oh. Gypsy comes up and says, and now the Sassanak. And you can see Claire and Murtaugh both go. <laughs> <laughs> and then this woman comes out who's not as beautiful as Claire. And but also is, not British. Is actually a better performer. Well, it's true in both cases, right? It's yeah. like they, they perform for a living. Like children, just because you're better at something than other people doesn't mean you can steal their thing. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true of improv troops that get ripped off by SNL. That's true of like little tiny itty bitty writers that get ripped off by big famous writers. Mm-hmm. You don't. You can't steal somebody's something just because you're better at it than they do. But these people are way better than Claire they and Martha. are way better. Like, the woman who is doing the Sassanac has got all these, like, dance moves that are very lascivious and, like, about fucking because the song is a body kind of song. And she's really into it. And it's like, Claire... Take some notes. Because, again, the reason they're doing this is because they want Jamie to notice. So the whole idea is they'll... And you, occasionally you see posters. They cut in these mini montages. Posters Ugh, of a woman montagery. dressed like a man. And it says the Sassanac. Um, so 
say they have to have or a mad. sit down. Right. They are mad about the gypsies because obviously there can't be two Sassanacs or Jamie won't be able to find them. And then fucking Lindsay Buckingham and Claire have an understanding, which is this is for love. It's either politics or love. Right? Isn't that what he says? Well, it's it's like they they have this meeting and she says stop singing the song and he's like no No. i won't you can't stop me songs are like a bird on the wind or some shit shit. she's like no seriously just like this song just this song here's all of the rent that jenny gave me from lally brock here is a big bag of money this song and you can see myrta go right so she gives this gypsy all their money and he's like great won't sing it anymore and then of course he is going to so they leave and Murta's like you're a fucking idiot that he's just gonna he's gonna keep doing it that's what that's what gypsies do Murta might be a little bit racist i've been so i've been reading all of sherlock holmes because i'm reading sherlock right now and I just, I had only read like a couple of the stories. I hadn't read all of them. So I'm making my way through. And oh my God, the Sherlock Holmes stories are racist. Racist as hell. Oh, they're so racist. And they're wonderful, but it's like, there's, you have any idea how many black heathens there are in the Sherlock Holmes stories? Jesus, they're, oh, it's really bad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, that's also anybody who isn't white. Yes, that's like, that's anyone. India is full of black heathens. It's just, <laughs> oh. It's really super racist. Anyway, so they're, so Claire and Murta are really at odds. And as anyone who's ever taken a road trip knows, this is an inevitability. You're going to have a blow up. It doesn't matter how much you like each other. Eventually on a road trip, you're going to come to blows. They'll and be fine. Claire and Murta have reached this point. Mm-hmm. And they're sitting in this cave on a beach because this is when they've reached the end they have gone all the way to the northern coast and there's nowhere else to go and they're not any closer to finding jamie and it's like oh well i guess we have to go back to the beginning and start over again yep so they're mad they're really and clara's marta's like this isn't gonna work you're stupid and claire's like it was your idea you're stupid (laughs) and they're having this fight and eventually she's like well maybe this is easier for you because you've never lost someone you love and then god Duncan Qua, he's Marta, so fucking good, and he says, "Here it is, right here. This is the this is the you beginning know everything last, don't you?" And he gets up and he stares at the ocean, and then he starts to have this monologue about how he once loved a woman and she loved someone else, and he needed to prove to her that he was the kind of man she wanted. So he went on a hunt and he killed a wild boar with nothing but a dagger all by himself, and the chieftain was so impressed, pr- presumably call him. Um, that that he waddled over <laughs> and, um, and the thunk, the told Murta that he could have this one part of the boar, and Murta decided he would take that one part of the boar and make bracelets to give her. And then Claire pulls out of her bag two bracelets made out of tusk. <laughs> Is that the joke? Oh, it's still going. Oh my. <laughs> God, I thought for sure that you would see that I... Do you have any idea how many I, 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 titles of Fleetwood Mac songs you have I've worked in in the last 40 no, minutes? No, because I ignore Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> I got the Lindsey Buckingham I've reference. I've got more coming. Oh, I, oh I worked in Landslide. I worked in Edge of Seventeen. Wow. I did hear Edge of Seventeen. I, I was like, what the fuck? Don't stop. <laughs> there are more coming. I've got more. Oh I've got more. God. Guys, but anyway, listeners, dear readers, Julie fucking hates Fleetwood Mac. I really do. If I could ask something, this no. week... You'll be, you won't be hearing this for two weeks. 
weeks. But this week is Julie's birthday. I won't say which birthday, but it's a big it's one. It's my 40th. She, it's her 40th birthday. Julie does not like her birthday, but whatever. <laughs> she's going to be in fucking New York this weekend. And I know you I won't be it. hearing this for two weeks, but in two weeks, please celebrate julie's birthday by doing one of two things no either sending her a youtube from on twitter a youtube clip of a fleetwood mac video (laughs) or sharing with her your personal hatred of fleetwood mac Mm. either one of those things and let's do except for the song dreams though that's a fucking righteous jam oh that's coming in later i got a really (laughs) good one for that i got a really good one for that I got a really I that's I've got two in that scene coming up. Oh my but god. But I've been waiting so long to go Tusk. You have no idea. <laughs> that's pretty good. That was what that was what pushed her over the edge for me. <laughs> Tusk. Come Here's on. my question Don't though. Say the me. Here's my question though. She's been carrying those things this whole time? Why? They're her belongings. She didn't leave any shit at Lallybrook. She first of all, she doesn't mm-hmm. have very much shit. Mhm. Mm-hmm. But she could have sold them. No. But Family so heirloom. they uh, right, but mm, it felt weird when she pulled them out on the beach. It was a little too neat. Do you know what I mean? I don't. I, that doesn't. She, but that does. That's not taking away from anything that Murtaugh does in the scene. And it's a both of them actually. It's a great scene. They're great together. And they hug and she cries. It's really good. But and that's when you get a little Murtaugh has a bow tie line about like. I think of Jamie like a son, and then they both realize that like they're the two people in the that world other most. than Jenny that love him most. So it's mm-hmm. like those three love him more than anyone else on the planet. And then mm-hmm. they go back, and they drop the Sassanac act, and she's just fortune-telling. Mm-hmm. And he's still doing that shitty sword dance because he can't stop himself. <laughs> he just really can't. He can't stop the feeling. trying to remember i had one for this <laughs> shit i had a really good one for this what was it god damn it anyway uh janine's given us that thing anyway then they cross another silver spring i got that one in earlier too mm-hmm. <laughs> they cross another silver spring and they're in this other town and claire's doing her fortune telling and all of a sudden the person who sits down is a Lindsay buckingham looking motherfucker there he is again he's there and he says loving you isn't the right thing to do <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's somebody else there who says that later. There you go again, wanting your freedom. That is not even kind of Whatever. what that lyric is. So they—that's um, how much I hate them. <laughs> so he's like, "Oh well, I'm here in the name of love." Uh, we were doing our song, and somebody sent a message for this girl, and it is obviously for you because she didn't know what the fuck it meant. <laughs> so here, you're supposed to go to this place, and Claire's like. Thank you, thank you, from one gypsy to another. And she kisses him on his cheek, and then some thunder happens while it's raining. Oh! <laughs> really, that doesn't happen. Anyway, uh, and Murta says, oh, I, I can't throw it. I can't the place well, and so does Jamie. And they head off, and Claire runs in and goes, Jamie, Jamie, because he makes love and fun. <laughs> he wa- he, he, she wants him to lay her down in the green grass and let him do his Her stuff. stuff. <laughs> So then they run in. Although the last time he did that, she killed a man. I know. That's what made me think of it. (laughs) Lay me down in the green grass and let me do my stuff, which is stab Stab a guy in the kidneys. (laughs) So they run in, and it's Dougal. In this cave weird thing, whatever, the cross place where they were supposed to meet. It was cross something something. And there he is. Dougal Gilf, he has news. Jamie's alive. He's in Wentworth Prison. He's going to hang by his neck. 
And Claire immediately is like, well, what can we do? What can we do? And Dougal says, I need to speak to you in private. And then he tells her that she can't stop thinking about tomorrow. <laughs> That's really what he tells her. It is, though. Right? He says, <laughs> I'm going to... Um, oh, man, this is a deep cut this. this. is real good. <laughs> like, you really beaded pe- these together <laughs> nicely. Just like a scarf Jeez. that Stevie Nicks would wear. Yep. Um... <laughs> Well, you know, Stevie Nicks has been afraid of changing, but she built her life around those scarves. <laughs> scarves. Um, anyway, so they're having this conversation, and Dukla's like, well, why don't you just marry me? And Claire is obviously really pissed. And he's like, listen, use your brain. You're being clever, but not wise. Yeah. Ooh, that's a great line from the gilf. Mm. Oof. Mm. Second most fuckable person in this episode. <laughs> uh, one, Marta. Two, Dougal. Three, Jenny, but that's just because I'm only sort of into ladies. Yeah. Four, Claire. Five, everyone else. Last, Lindsay Buckingham looking motherfucker. No, last, no, towel. towel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, last, corpse missing eyes. Yeah. Okay. Second to last, towel. towel. Third to last, Lindsay Buckingham looking motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Uh, after Claire, fake Claire. <laughs> The Sassanet. The Sassanet. <laughs> anyway, um, and Claire is like, no, loving you isn't the right thing to do. Ugh. Uh, and they have this spat, and he says, what would Jamie want you to do? You're going to end up in... WWJD. Ooh. What would Jamie do? WWJAMMF. What would Jamie... Jamie Alexander Malcolm Mal- McKenzie <laughs> Fraser do? So so he's basically like, look, bitch, he's going to die. And she's like, get no, there. but you only want my land. You only want this for Lallybrog. And he's like, so? Yeah. She says, so the first thing that happens when your nephew is about to die is you make a move on his wife, your supposed soulmate's best friend, and somewhere Galus rolls over in her pile of ashes and thinks, players only love you when they're playing. <laughs> oh, damn. Man. This really actually goes to show how much Allison knows about Fleetwood Mac. <laughs> Julie, I put today in the store, I put Fleetwood Mac on Alexa and I listened to it all day just to oh, no, I'm so sorry. I Did love Fleetwood Mac. Oh. It's fine. This is the thing we learned. I heard Tusk at least four times. That song is racking. We've learned today that uh, Julie's a horse girl. Uh, no. <laughs> yes, you <Yes>. are. <laughs> <laughs> Allison loves Fleetwood Mac. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who doesn't? Julie of list. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, um, I, I think that's a, that's about it. The last so, note I no, have is no, he tells I, her she can't stop I thinking about I actually have something. Oh, I meant for Fleetwood Mac jokes. Oh, okay. <laughs> so Claire your, finally your is like, list. wait a minute, Gilf, you're right. This sucks. Look, but I have to try. I have to try to save Jamie first. Here's the thing. You give me the chance to try to save him. You let me take some dudes with me. He's like, I won't tell people to go, but they can go if they want to. They can go their own way. They can go their own fucking way <laughs> and then uh if i don't save him, if i don't save him if it's all for naught i will marry you and then they shake hands like dudes yeah and then they go out and claire and murtai are like come on dudes who's gonna help us and angus and rupert are like nah man i mean i really like jamie but nah man and then this isn't a Fleetwood Mac song, so this is for you. Willie. Then, little Willie. Willie won't go home. Because you Willie, can't put Willie down. Willie won't go. That I wrote, little Willie will go. Oh, my God, Julie. High five. I can't believe we both went there. <laughs> so, well, we've made that joke before, and I'm like, little Willie, Willie will go, go with them, yep. whatever. 
Go to the prison. Because you can't put Willie down. Willie will go. Yeah. <laughs> so Willie says it, and then all of a sudden, Angus and Rupert realize they're being fucking pussies. And they're like, well, fine. I guess we have fine, to protect Willie. We have to replace Willie. Okay, we'll go. And then uh, Claire is in the lead of the, what, what is it like? Said, five well, dudes. That was the easy part. Yeah. And it's like five dudes and Claire riding towards Wentworth Prison, and Claire is in the lead. Blackout. It's we like, see Wentworth, and then it just blacks it's out. It's what, as we say in the biz, is a crack-a-jack ending. <laughs> I do not want to watch the next episode. <sighs> hey, actually, this is a good time to say this, rather than saying it once you've already downloaded it. Um, if you're watching for the first time, or if you've forgotten what the next episode is, if you are a person for whom sexual violence is triggering, you should skip the next episode. Uh, it's not going to be very funny because how the fuck are we going to make jokes about this? It's going to be a very short episode because it's basically going to be a recap. I th- I can't there. There's nothing funny about it. Uh, well, Claire and the prison guy. That's kind of funny. Oh, the scene with the warden. Okay, maybe. Also, we can talk about her wolf fight. That's mm. not funny, but we could make jokes about it. Yeah. There's um her stumbling into that dude's house. Pretty much anything with Claire. And then the very end, right? The Deus Ex Mucina. <laughs> yes, the Deus Ex Mucina. <laughs> you welcome. So this, it won't be that short. Yeah. Um, uh, right, you're, no, right. Well, you're honestly, right. It'll be two hours Julie, long. Julie, we're not just about the jokes. We're about substance. <laughs> you're right, you're right. We'll have substantive things to say. They just won't be very funny. The point is, if you're listening and you are in any way triggered by sexual violence, I would skip the next episode. Do not watch it. Um, Neil already has said that he will be watching it with me when I watch it because it's where he stopped. He has it. Hey, well, seen it. so Julie and I have been talking about whether or not we want to have a dude on the show. If Neil watches it and he has any sort of, well, like he wouldn't have a strong emotional reaction. If he has a strong emotional reaction in a way he should talk about, he should come do the show. Okay. We should have a dude. Mm-hmm. Not that you're not a dude, but you're not watching this one. I'm D- Janine. You're yeah. Janine. Janine, yeah. don't watch this one. Yeah. You, uh, huh. I mean, you only watch one per season, but it's just not any fun at all. Okay. Which I, it's a piece of, it's a remarkable piece of television. It's the Requiem for a Dream of television episodes. Oh, I, I like don't ever need to see it again, but I will watch it again for you. I know that's what you. I said last week, you fucking listeners. Why the <laughs> fuck? I love you. So but skip it. God, n- damn if you're it. triggered, skip next week. Um, you just get it's like oh my god it's like at the end of a Muppet Christmas Carol when Rizzo and Gonzo are like oh it's getting really scary we'll see you in the finale and then they disappear for the rest of the episode it's like that you could be the Rizzo and Gonzo of this moment <laughs> you could just skip and we'll see you in the finale yeah and then you don't have to live um, through but we'll be here alright so uh, costumes on yeah. a scale of this one was interesting. Yes. Let's say on a scale of um, an episode. Did you ever see Tracy takes on Mm-mm. Tracy Ullman show? Oh, yes. Well, I've seen clips from it. I've seen her do Camilla Parker Bowles. And, okay. Oh, that's so let's so funny. Do, so she let's is do, fucking funny. Let's do. Um, oh, wait. I'm sorry. Women aren't funny. <laughs> we got. so for Hey, new listener who tweeted at us with the hashtag women aren't funny. It made me laugh really, really hard. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Um, anyway. Uh. So, on a scale of uh, Ken Burns' horses, <laughs> I love that film. To Tracy, the Tracy Ullman show, mm-hmm. or Tracy Takes On, or the Catherine Tate show, any of the British female-driven variety shows, Greatest the Land. Oh well, that's interesting. I actually was going to go with Stage Beauty. It's not a good movie. The second half of it is complete and total shit. But the costumes are incredible, and it is about 
the actors during Shakespeare's um, era where the men played women. And then it's the rise of the first actress that starts playing the breeches roles. There you go. It's the movie that made Billy Crudup leave pregnant Mary Louise Parker for Claire Danes. Boo. Whatever. He's incredible in that movie. And yes. He's great. They're righteous all good. asshole. Whatever. I shouldn't. Claire Danes isn't very good. No. He is really good. And well, the, Claire Danes is very good. I haven't seen that movie. Not in that movie. Okay. He is really She's good in that good movie. She's very good in general. But. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm going to go with... Um, hey, fuck it. I'll go with Shakespeare in Love. Oh, there you go. Breaches. Mm-hmm. Because there's still, breaches. Some, there's still some finery. Mm-hmm. You know, Claire and Jenny have their pretty dresses. Does also Ben Affleck... For- Does Ben Affleck play Burbage? I thought yes. Because oh, he's... Because God. it's... Because it's... um. Oh, what's his face? Hot, gay, got tanks because he's gay. Because we weren't ready to be sexually attracted to gay men when we're straight women yet. What the fuck is his name? Rupert Everett. Yes. Um, was Charles. Uh, was... Um, the king. No, Rupert Everett was uh, Marlo. Oh, I thought he was the king. I thought he was Marlo. Me, no, no. Look it up. Marlo. Janine, IMDb Shakespeare in Love for us. Doing it. Uh, I like that movie more than most people. Meh. I saw it in the theater. I, I don't really have too. any great memories about it. I thought Joseph Fiennes did a good job. Shakespeare in Love. Who? Just like, oh, uh, Rupert Everett. Also Ben Affleck. Everett. All right, what about... Marlo. Yeah, Rupert there you Everett go. Marlo. There you go. Ain't, ain't, ain't. Was Ben Affleck in this movie? Are we misremembering yes. this? No, he was. Simon Cowell was in this. Ooh. Who did he play? Uh, Tinley, Master of the Riddles. Oh, all right. I'd hit it. No, I would <laughs> You know what? I would. Rupert. Well, in his youth. Rupert who? He's too old Everett? Me. No, Ben Affleck. We're looking for Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck, Affleck or Rupert, Rupert Everett. We did. He pl- Rupert Everett. Rupert Everett was Marlowe. Oh. Yeah. Uh, ben Affleck, Ned Allen. Oh, oh, I really thought he was. Whatever. Anyway. Whatever. Okay. It's been a so, long time. So um, the boning scale is a zero. Yeah. Well, I mean, we got the boob squirt. But that's not... I got them heavy boobs. Heavy boobs. Dense like dying stars. I got them heavy boobs. Heavy boobs. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's, it's not sexy. It's that was a good reference. I it's that. really... That a good song. <laughs> it's really cool to see it and like think about the effect and also you never see that but it's not sexual in any way it's yeah. functional no i know but mm-hmm. still i mean it's a boob all For right some so people, a boob what's what's something what's something that's just like body functional um what's the exhibit where they cut up dead body? oh fucking life life worlds like no um body world body not body world body body what is it called where they cut up the body pieces I found that very upsetting. I've never seen it because body I know wars. No body worlds. What? It's like a museum where exhibit they where they. Oh oh oh! Body worlds. Oh God! What is that? Body body bodies everywhere and not a drop to drink. Yeah, where they like dissect corpses and they like have them in thin At slices or like really running or right? dumping like a basketball. Was, that was what that was the shit that bothered me because at first I was like, "This bodies. is it's called bodies." The it, exhibition. It's okay. just called bodies. bodies. Oh, I really thought it was something. Bodies. Ah, I think so. Body, body, got me bodied. <laughs> get me bodied. Get me bodied. I just want it, I want it to be known. Oh, no, it's called bo- Body body Worlds. Body, body worlds. worlds. Okay. So I I want it to be known that I think that might be the very first Beyonce reference we've had on this show. At the very least, it's the only no, Beyonce no, 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 reference no, of this I talked episode. about Lemonade when we were talking about things from 2016. Okay. 
Mm-hmm. Regardless, one person made a Beyonce reference this episode, and it was not me. That's true. It wasn't Allison. Uh, all right. Last. Mm-hmm. Getting up to get a beer. Whenever. I know. <laughs> After the first 20 minutes. Well, because You could always are, just pause it, or you could wait for a montage. Odds then, are it was a fucking montage. Just, you don't even have to bring it. In. You don't have to use the, utilize your living room cooler, is what I'm saying. You don't need to deploy it. You don't need Gladys there by your fucking lazy boy. You should just listen carefully to the sound of your loneliness like a heartbeat drawing you back to the stillness of remembering what you had and what you lost and what you had and what you lost. No. Did you know that thunder only happens when it's raining? God, man. God damn it. (laughs) Tusk. I've been fucking (laughs) rickrolled. I've been Nick rolled. Nick's rolled. Nick's rolled. Nick's rolled. I mean, it's she, she's a gypsy. It just I couldn't believe I mean there are a lot of it, it, it crosses over. What what shocked me is that it didn't occur to me to make any Fleetwood Mac jokes until I got to Tusk. And then I went and I went back through the whole episode and it was like there's one, there's one, there's one, there's one. My favorites were every time I said Silver Spring and nobody batted an eye. No, I don't even know what that is. You're so used to Scotland porn that you don't even know. You know Silver Spring. You could be my Silver Spring. No, nope. it was in fucking Gay American. It was in a play I directed you in. Don't care. Don't remember it. Time casts a spell on you, but you won't forget me. I'm ignoring you, Janine. We're just, just no, All right. Um, hey, what were we drinking today? Mm. Well, today, unfortunately, we had already drank our allotment. From Empirical. Love you guys. Love you. So today we are once again drinking our own dollars. I brought a six pack of Lagunitas Little Something Something, which is a kind of hoppy American ale. Very tasty. And Allison brought a couple of... Yum Yum Three Floyds Brewery. Yum Yum Three Floyds American Session Ale. And those are really good. Yes, it's very tasty. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also, as always, need to thank our Patreon patrons, Amanda Newton, Beth Black, Kathleen Moniz, as well as all of the rest of our patrons, all of whom are wonderful, you're beautiful, magical humans. How do we get more? Um, continue to do a good show. Can we be cool? All right. I think so. All right. Uh, you know, people are, we've had lots of people in the last couple of weeks saying a friend told them to listen to the show on Twitter. Mm. So I think you all are doing a really nice thing. Yes. Thank you. you. Just, just tell your friends that like cussing and boozing and write us a review and doing it. Those of you who left us a review in the last couple of weeks, they made us laugh really hard and they were really wonderful. So thank you. Um, Mm. all the hashtags and the silly things that you put in and the fact that you all like Dick Fox so much still after all this time it makes me really happy i wish that he could come back for season three but he did he's dead he is really oh shit spoilers just we spoil you don't even know who dick he's fox is dead yet. who cares um uh if you like the show find us on facebook at facebook.com slash podlandercast you can find us on twitter at podlandercast you can support us on patreon at patriot.com slash podlandercast uh, or you could just tell your friends or listen on iTunes or leave a review or whatever. Uh, we will be back a week from today because we have a gap week. Right, Janine? Uh, at, at the sh- at, we're going to take a break. Yes, after this we're one. off next week. Maybe if we're feeling punchy, we'll do 20 drunk minutes on something else like Julie and I did that one time with Or TV. a possible guest host. Oh, something. But regardless, mm-hmm. uh, a week from now will be, or two weeks from now, we'll be releasing Wentworth. If you do not want to listen to an episode about sexual violence, skip that one. Uh, I will still have wolf jokes. Come on. Who doesn't want to make jokes about wolves? <laughs> I can make jokes about wolves. I can make so, and then the day of sex mo- 
Mookina. Yeah, Deus Ex Mookina, me. <laughs> anyway, uh, and then hopefully we'll have a date for season three. We've got more fun shit coming up for you. So uh, thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.